Welcome into How Seymour Sees It, a fantasy football podcast. Today we got me, Ron Seymour, and JJ LaPlante. Just the two of us today, the other two are off being losers. Whoops, did I say that out loud? No, you weren't wrong. <laughs> oh, no, I guess they're doing things, baby things, and driving things. Uh, uh, I won't reuse Joe's Carmen Sandiego joke this time, so... Baby and driving things is does that mean Ryan's driving Joe around somewhere? <laughs> oh, I like it. That was a Sorry, good Ryan. Probably though. But in that situation, uh, wouldn't it be? Uh, oh, you were saying the baby was driving. Yes. Oh, I get it. Yeah, because Ryan would definitely be the baby in that scenario, because he's a wee little man. Yes. I talk like I'm. This super giant of a man at my 5'10". <laughs> oh, all right. So today we're going to go through our half of our game picks for this upcoming weekend, which is week nine, I believe. Yeah. Losing track of my weeks here. Yep, week nine. Um, we did the Thursday night game last night with me and Joe. So if you want to hear that game. And you could see how bad we whiffed on Jamichael Hasty. Hasty was not tasty. He was not. Um, no, he wasn't. He did not do very well. Um, there's not really much in the realm of news, so we're going to kind of gloss over it. It's just a couple teams had different COVID things, but from the looks of it, it's not going to affect any games. And they were no major players, so not worried about it. Um. One piece of news that just popped back in my head, Chris Carson has been ruled out for this week. I think, uh, and I believe Carlos Hyde is still out for this week. So I think they'll probably roll with DJ Dallas again. They might work Travis Homer in a little bit, but. Well, Homer's Homer's so banged up too. They actually just called up Alex Collins, the old Raven from the practice squad. So. Yeah. So I I still think it's going to be mostly DJ Dallas. Not that these other guys won't get something, but. I think DJ Dallas would be the guy to go with. And the Bills have a fairly soft run defense, so yep. should be a decent play. And uh, Kenny Galladay is now officially out as well, which was yeah. expected, but just a note. All right, so we will go through roughly six or seven games tonight. Um, the very first one will be Denver at Atlanta. Um, I chose Denver with confidence points of six. Um, I don't love that pick, but I also still don't trust the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, their defense is just horrible. And despite Drew Locke not playing great, they still have a pretty good offense. And I think, uh, Melvin Ingram. In- Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Gordon. I knew that wasn't right. Melvin Gordon <laughs> could easily, well, him and Philip Lindsay could easily win this game for this team. Uh, what do you got for that game? Yeah, I thought I was kind of going to be alone in this. I picked Denver, too. Uh, oh, four, nice. four confidence points. Um, saw Drew Locke really start to heat up. Last week in that crazy comeback win versus the Chargers. Um, Atlanta obviously has a horrible defense. 
Um, I can never pick Atlanta right, so I'm sure they're going to win this game. But I like <laughs> I like Locke this week as a sneaky play in DFS. He's only 5,200. And I think Noah Fant could be big too. Um, Atlanta, just Ridley's banged up. Julio can only do so much. I, I just think they edge him out in a weird game. Yeah, that's what I feel. I just feel like uh, Denver's going to control the clock, run the ball a lot, do some play action. Um, and I'd be a, I think it's going to be a good scoring game just because Atlanta will is able to score points. Even against a good Denver defense, they'll be able to score some points. Yeah. Uh, fantasy relevant players, uh, Melvin Gordon. What about Philip Lindsay? You think he's like a good flex play? Yeah, he's averaging like six yards a carry. I wish I'd give him more touches, but maybe they just don't want to pay him in the offseason. He's going to have a contract come and do when he's really earning his money. Yeah, but I don't think they should have even brought in Gordon, to be honest. I think they should have rolled with Lindsay and brought in maybe a rookie or something or one of these older guys. You know. What well, I mean? yeah, they had Royce Freeman, I guess, and he wasn't bad, but yeah. like Yeah, but they could have brought in like a LaShawn McCoy or uh, – I don't know. There's a few other older Adrian Peterson they could have brought in. I mean, there was just other things they could have done that I think would have saved them some money. Yeah. That's a pretty big investment. Yeah. Uh, on the Falcon side, uh, Julio is playing, so you can play him. And that also means you can play Matt Ryan. Because if Julio's not in, you don't play Matt Ryan. And if he is in, you play Matt Ryan. It's been the trend. It's like. Rule 11. <laughs> what do you call it with Matt Ryan? Rule 11. Yeah, rule 11. I like it. If Julio's in, you play him. Uh, you kind of have to start Todd Gurley. He hasn't looked great. His yards per carry aren't great. But he keeps getting touchdowns. So you kind of have to start him. It's not pretty. You won't like it. But you have to. Yep. Uh, what about Hayden Hurst? You think that's a good play? Um, not bad. Ridley's banged up, so you don't know if he's going to go, so he could get some extra work this week. I don't think that Denver has any crazy athletes. They have Simmons over the middle, but I don't think that uh, that's going to be too much of a difference. So I, I don't mind Hurst this week. I, I Like I said, I, li- I like Fant a lot this week um, on the turf. He plays fast. I think he could have a couple big plays in this game. Yeah. Uh, Russell Gage for the Falcons, everything's set up for him to have a decent game, which means he probably won't. That's how it's went the rest of the season. Yeah, like I said, and every time can't predict these guys. Every time he should have, he didn't. So I wouldn't trust him, but if you're you're desperate, he's got upside in this game. Uh, the wide receivers for Denver, Jerry Judy. Um, yeah, like you said no fantastic. Judy uh, got ten targets last week. He really started to get involved once uh, they tried to get back in the game. So, yeah. and like I said earlier, though, if you've got these receivers for the Broncos on your roster, and you're going into the second half without a lot of points, they're probably trying to run the bl- clock out. They're gonna end up having to throw to win this game. So the points should come. It just might not come until the fourth quarter. About Hamler on the turf. You think he has a big play? Maybe. I wouldn't trust him. If you guys could see Ron's him. face as soon as I said Hamler, it looked like he just, I don't even know, got I don't some know awful news. I why you guys news. keep trying to 
try to make something out of this kid. It's just not happening. Oh, come on. Have some faith. He had, what, a 30-yard touchdown or a 15-yard touchdown or something? He had the like game-winning touchdown. Oh, no. You don't get extra points just because it's the game winner. Well, man. maybe that's a new league rule. Pitch that with Ryan's sixth playoff dream. Sixth playoff team dream. Yeah. I guess I probably should take that to a vote, but. Yeah. Can't do it till next year, though. But if I do it this year, it's a better chance of me making the playoffs. <laughs> That's right. We're uh, matched up this week. We are, yeah. And I think one of us started poorly. Did, did I start someone last week? I don't have anybody going, I don't think. Maybe. Look, I'm in five different leagues. Sometimes I get them mixed up. No, we we all got we got everybody still yet to play. So You're actually starting Drew Locke. I just looked. Yeah, me and Joe talked about it yesterday. Um, I had Cam Newton, but I didn't like Cam Newton anymore. So you broke up with him. Yeah, I broke up with Cam Newton for at least this week, even though he's playing the Jets. Yeah, that's bold. Bold. Yeah, but he's got no one to throw it to. He's gonna run it all himself. Yeah, if if he can even do that, I just don't trust it. I like the upside of Drew Locke higher than the upside of Cam Newton, I guess. Yeah, I'd agree. And, you know, I'm feeling pretty good, you know, facing a team that's coming off of three straight losses. Kind of like that. Cowboys, Zeke is – I needed 12 points from Zeke last week, and he got me eight, and I lost. Just disgusting. He's probably going to get you two this week against the yeah, now he's hurt. Steelers defense. I picked up Pollard, though. I kind of just hope he's inactive so I can just play Tony Pollard. Kind of says that better, honestly. Just looks yeah. more explosive. All right, we'll move on. We got Seattle at Buffalo. Uh, I like to call this matchup fantasy gold. Um, neither one of these teams have very good, like, the Seattle's passing defense is garbage, and the Bills' defense is underwhelmed all year. Um, and it's not like it's going to matter because Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf are going to do pretty much whatever they want against you. Um, we already talked about how Buffalo has a soft run defense and how DJ Dallas should be the main beneficiary of the Chris Carson injury. Uh, I still picked Seattle to win this with uh, five confidence points because I think this is just one of those games that the Bills mm-hmm. will come out and give them more of a fight than people are thinking they're going to do. Yeah, I'm nervous about this. Yeah. So go ahead with your picks. And- yeah, I, I picked Seattle at 12 confidence points, which is probably not a smart thing to do, picking an away team going cross-country to Buffalo. But I did it. I uh, have confidence in Russell Wilson that he'll outplay Josh Allen and get the job done. Um, Seattle's pass defense, they are getting Jamal Adams back, so – but even with him, they were terrible. So because he yeah. plays down in the box so much, so yeah, he likes the box a little bit more. And uh, I mean, it still could probably help. Maybe he could help take away something, but I, I don't think it helps enough, especially when you got Lockett and Metcalf. Like you can't guard both of them, right? Um, Buffalo running backs: Singletary or Moss, or neither. I don't think Seattle's that great against the run. Um, I don't know. It depends. I, I think they're both flex considerations. Moss kind of seems like he's 
starting to take that job. I think that's kind of more what Sean McDermott wants is a or Scott 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 McDermott. No, Sean. McDermott. It is Sean. Okay, I think so. I'm off. Yeah, I think he wants a, a bigger physical runner, um, and I think that's what Moss is compared to Singletary. So I, I prefer Moss. I would uh, I would attempt in any way possible to not start either one of these players. Yeah. If I had any other feasible option, I'm not saying go pull out. Like, I don't think I'd start DJ Dallas over either one of these guys just because you don't exactly know what you're going to get. It's close. You're, you're, you're shaking your head. It's close. I don't know. But I think if I had to start DJ Dallas over one of them, it would be Singletary over Zach Moss. But... I just I just say that because Dallas was pretty involved last week when he filled in and yeah, but he don't, the reason he did so good touchdowns he got the two touchdowns yeah. yeah so I mean if those go away then but Bills have a pretty stingy or a pretty bad I mean run defense so I guess we'll find out obviously you're playing Russ obviously you're playing Josh Allen obviously you're playing Stephon Diggs. What about the other wide receivers for Buffalo? Cole Beasley could be okay. He's been pretty heavily involved in the offense. I think he's a flex consideration if you got a bye week or someone's on COVID or something. It may not be a bad fill-in guy. Um, John Brown, is he back this week? I don't know off the top of my head. He's like questionable every week. I haven't kept up with him this week. Because he's that deep play threat. I mean, if he's playing, he could be worth a flex position too if you think. You know, they're going to be throwing the ball quite a bit, which they probably will be. Yeah, it says he uh, missed practice yesterday, so, All right, so I didn't see the report for today. Yeah, I'd probably fade on him then if he's missing practices up to Thursday. Yeah, he's kind of glassy. Yeah. Ooh. I'll get it. Don't worry. Yeah. I haven't used that one in a while. Nice. I'm happy now. feel good. Had to hit that glass button. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no tight ends really in these on these teams that you really want to start. No. Obviously, you don't really want to start either one of the defenses if you can get away from it. Uh, I think we covered that one. Let's move on. We will go Chicago at Tennessee. I picked the Titans with a count of right. seven. All right. Bears got a shot. Uh, so no. the Bears will probably win because they only lose when I – pick them um <laughs> so i guess we'll see what happens there but you know derrick henry aj brown ryan Tannehill, Corey davis has emerged johnny smith hasn't done much but he could always come back in a big way but that bear de- bears defense is pretty good so this could be a lot closer of a game Tennessee's defense hasn't looked great this year, but they did just pick up or trade for a new corner. No one super spectacular, but... Oh, Desmond Kings. I think... I, mean, yeah. I really like him a lot. I kind of wish the Bears traded for him. He's former All-Pro, and he's really fast, which is the exact opposite of what Tennessee's had at corner, so... So go ahead with your picks. Did you homer pick it again? I... I had Tennessee highlighted, and then it's in my heart of hearts. I just, I, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't, couldn't do, it. do it. So I picked Chicago <laughs> at one confidence point. 
Uh, even though their half their line has COVID and their lines played terrible and Nick Foles has played terrible and the defense gives up the run, which is just a horrible thing to do for Derrick Henry. I'm just hoping that some kind of magic floats over the field and sprinkles down onto the Bears and somehow they win this game. So some Matt Nagy magic. Well, that doesn't exist. Somehow getting but your team to what five and two are you guys? Five and three now. We've lost five and two three? straight. Oh no. So, and if we didn't go around punching people in the face randomly, then maybe we have a shot at being six and two. But it's not the way it went last week. So I haven't really been out since that what game. What was the point of that? Okay, I, so there's a history there. Last year, Gardner Johnson had a beef with Allen Robinson. They were smack talking the whole game, and they were smack talking Cohen the whole game. They hit Cohen late and were making fun of Cohen. And then this game. Gardner Johnson ripped off Javon Williams' mouthpiece at the beginning of the game and threw it on the ground. And then he poked Anthony Miller in the face after a play. So that was just... Williams had just seen enough from him and just cracked him a couple times, which, honestly, I wasn't even mad because it's about time someone on the offense kind of got fired up and showed some emotion. So props to you, Javon Williams. You have a spot on my team. I just can't believe he didn't wait for, like... Like, he didn't even try to play it off as, like, oh, we were both skirmishing. Like, Charger Johnson was just standing there. He just stood he there, came up to him, pretty much said, <laughs> hey, I'm going to punch you in the face. And then, like, stepped up waiting for him to do something, and the other guy was just like, nah, man. So he swings at him again. Yep. <laughs> oh, I saw that highlight, and I died. It was great. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, Tennessee, obviously, you're starting Derrick Henry. Got to start A.J. Brown. If you have Johnu on your roster, you probably have to start him just because tight ends suck. No, I, I think uh, uh, Johnu Smith and Derrick Henry match up better versus Bears than uh, A.J. Brown. They've actually they've been good against receivers. They've just been torn up by tight ends pretty much and. Uh, Running backs, especially this running back, they've been missing tackles, and there's been holes in the defense without Eddie Goldman there. So I, I well, well, to be fair, against Derrick Henry, a lot of people miss tackles. Yeah, they get stiff armed yeah. like, into the oblivion. I'm nervous about it. Or turned into lead blockers. <laughs> I was just scared that with all the COVID stuff going on with the Bears, that they'd flex this game into prime time and they get embarrassed again on Monday night. So on Monday night, yeah. Jeez. It would be a better game for primetime than the one that's already slated, but, you know, whatever. Yep. Jets, yeah, jeez. Uh, for Chicago, pretty much the only two players you really want to start for Chicago are Montgomery, strictly because of volume standpoint, and Allen Robinson. Uh, what's that guy? Darnell Mooney. He is getting consistently at least five targets a game. Yeah, he's a two. He's getting- and they're mostly deep targets that... I think he's had nine this year, and only like three of them were deemed catchable. Yeah, sums yeah. up the Bears. If they can connect on even one of those, he's going to give you a good fantasy game. But you just have to trust enough that he might, you know, Foles might actually be able to hit him. And last week Trubisky, he did. Well, Trubisky's out now with a shoulder injury. So. Oh, how did he get injured when he's not playing? You didn't hear the news. <laughs> uh, no. He came in for one trick play versus the Saints. 
and injured his throwing shoulder on a designed run. And he was in L.A. all week seeing a shoulder specialist, and he's hurt his rotator cuff and his labrum, and is now week to week. So that is such a they uh, they brought in some scrub quarterbacks for tryouts and stuff. Yeah, Nick Foles. (laughs) Not wrong. (laughs) Not wrong, man. So all right, Uh, the next game on the docket is Baltimore at Indianapolis. Another one I kind of went, I feel, against the grain a little bit. I took Indianapolis with a confidence point of two. You picked them too? Yeah. <laughs> I did. Oh, man. I think you copied me because uh, unlike last week where I turned in my game picks on, like, Saturday night, I turned in my game picks on Tuesday this week. No, I didn't. I just think Indy matches up really well with Baltimore. The only thing that scares me is... I don't know who Philip Rivers is going to pass it to. T.Y. Hilton is going to be out. Um, I, I think that Michael Pittman Jr., their rookie, is back. Baltimore's defense is kind of underwhelmed. Uh, they've been playing decent, but... They lost like they, used to. they lost Marlon Humphrey on defense, who's their shutdown corner. So, I mean, Rivers kind of spreads it around. Um, by the way, I picked Indy at three confidence points. Um... Indy has very physical, bigger corners, which match up well with Baltimore's receivers. Baltimore lost Ronnie Staley, Stanley, and one of their guards, and maybe another lineman too. Um, and Lamar's just looked bad. I just think Indy's defense matches up really well with Baltimore's offense. And yeah, the Baltimore offense has been very lethargic this year. The scouting reports out, and I, they can get up in the box and stop the read option from Jackson and he has not been able to accurately throw over the top of anyone yet. So I think it's more the accuracy thing. I don't know if I, I mean the defense has figured it out a little bit, but if I think that if he could hit on these deep passes and some more of these passes, they wouldn't be able to do what they need to do to stop him running. Yeah. So I don't think it's so much that on the defense as much as it is on Lamar getting his accuracy fixed. Because I, I fully believe that if he was able to hit these passes and they had to respect the pass, he'd be able to do the same things. Like, I don't think... Mm-hmm. I don't think defenses could stop him that much to the extent that they are. Uh, he better uh, dial it in or Baltimore's going to move on because if he can't throw, then he has not been able to beat Mahomes or the top competition in the AFC. So You've seen it. Time and time again, if you can't throw, it doesn't matter how mobile you are. Uh, RG3 yeah. really couldn't throw the ball that well. Uh, I would Kaepernick say wasn't, RG3 is probably more accurate than Lamar Jackson. He just, probably. the injury. I mean, he's on that roster still, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because that's the type of offense they want to run right now. They want to be able to scramble good and, you know, connect on deep passes with the play action. And they're just yep. not getting that with Lamar right now. Um, Baltimore, J.K. Dobbins looks like he's kind of edging in front to take that lead role. He's still going to be sharing time with Gus Edwards. Mark Ingram should be out again this week, though. So I think J.K. Dobbins is a good, a good start. Maybe even Gus Edwards, but it's hard against this indie defense is quite good. Yeah, it's um, a good run defense versus a heavy run team, so... 
And like I said, the Ravens lost some pretty big linemen, so we'll see. What's a few quarterbacks you would be willing to start over Lamar Jackson? This week or just in general? Let's just say this week. Look at my list here. I don't know. If you have Lamar Jackson, I don't know how you sit It's hard. And I, I asked for very he, specific reasons. He is due for a <laughs> rebound game, but um, I don't know, man. Uh, I definitely – it's crazy to say, but I think Drew Locke could outscore him this week. I think Stafford could outscore him this week. Um, oh, that's something we didn't mention. Stafford will be playing this week. Yeah, it looks like he's going to get cleared. Yeah, that was a bit of news. Yep. Late breaking news, even though it broke, you know, like yesterday or something. Yeah, well, you know, just had to let it settle yeah. a little bit. Had to let it marinate in mm-hmm. there. <laughs> um, for the Colts, I really don't want to. I think they're going to win, but I don't really want to start many of their players. I'll, I'll, I just got to say, like, Jonathan Taylor is, like, one of the biggest disappointments in fantasy this season. Like, well, I'm not going to call him a disappointment. I'm going to call the coaching staff a disappointment. I want to share with you what I saw earlier today. Let me find it here. All right, so I was looking at his, because I'm trying to get some trades done in one of my leagues, and I'm using Jonathan Taylor as, some, as a piece. So, he's only topped. He's only topped. 20 touches or 20 carries one time. Mm -hmm. And most of the time he's at like 11 or 12. Even with, when he had that 26, he had 26 attempts for 101 yards and a touchdown. Like that was week two. How from that point on do you not consistently give this man 20 touches a game? Cause I mean, look, 12 for 57 in a touchdown. 12 for 60. Uh, 17 for 68. Give this man the touches and he's going to get you yards. But for some reason, they just want to run all three of these guys. So I don't know if it's so much Jonathan Taylor or if it's just the game plan that they want to put into place and use this running back by committee. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a committee guy. I'm at school. I think you should have one guy that gets 20 carries a game. Yeah. When you're running back, you every time you carry the ball, you see different things. You kind of know where some guys are going to be, and you're just going to feel for it. And that's when you're able to break big runs. Look at Derrick Henry. I mean, he'll have like 12 carries for 20 yards, and then all of a sudden he'll get hot and rip off some monster runs, and that's right. where he gets a lot of his numbers. But and uh, Jonathan Taylor's a bigger. He's not as big as Derrick Henry, but he's a bigger guy. That was his game at Wisconsin. Yeah, you keep pounding him, and he's going to tire out the defense, and then his next four runs are going to be for fifteen yards apiece. Like, yeah. I just I don't like the way they're utilizing him, and I'm not even just saying for fantasy purposes. Just yeah, I don't think they're using him right. But you're right. You know, the more you're out there, the more you see, the more you adapt just like you don't take a quarterback off the field. Yeah. Like, unless you're Sean Payton, but it's never worked. <laughs> this, that's why I hate Maggie, because they'll put David Montgomery out, he'll have two carries for eight yards, and then he'll run a 
sweep with Cordero Patterson for negative one yards, and he's just out yeah. of his rhythm and ruins the flow of the offense. So I know that they're trying to do it to like, you know, switch it up, prevent injuries type of thing, but like, it's football. You got to be, you know, be prepared. Don't have to make it that complex. All right, the next game here, we got Carolina at Kansas City. I uh, picked Kansas City with a confidence point of 12, strictly because they are Kansas City. Yes. Right. What was your confidence points for them? 14, the max. 14. What did I have my 14 on? Oh, yeah. Pittsburgh at Dallas. Um, (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. Um, Kansas City, Carolina's defense is not that great. You are going to start all of your Kansas City people. Their run def- Carolina's run defense is exceptionally bad. I think Edwards Lair and Le'Veon Bell could both be flex plays, but I don't know if either one of them gets you into the running back two category. I think CEH will. Yeah. It's a really good matchup. I'm just worried that. Well, and another thing. Last week, you know, they had the really good matchup against the Jets. Yeah. But it ended up getting away. You know, they ended up with such a big lead. They started bringing in their third and fourth string running backs. Yeah, that game. It's like they they designed it to like get Patrick Mahomes some stats in that game or something. Like, yeah, they just didn't I even want him on the ball. Yeah. So, Kansas City, everyone, Carolina. CMC should be back. If he's active, you're playing him. Yep. That's He's kind of defense-proof. Um, DJ Moore is so on and off, I wouldn't want to start him. Yeah, and statistically at home, the Chiefs are actually savages against wide receivers. Randomly, it's weird. You think Chiefs, they're getting all these shootouts. No, they actually shut the receiver down pretty good, so I'm... Staying away from Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore in DFS this week. Yeah. Um, and Bridgewater, too. He's banged up. That was a cheap shot he took from the Bucks or the Falcons. Yeah, it was. Um, and that messed up his neck. He's been on the injury report all week. Yeah, he still probably will play since yeah, he he'll play. into that game. But. Just uh, have a crick in his neck. Yeah. Man, they already got CMC as the top. Priced running back in DraftKings. Wait, is he nine thousand? Eighty five hundred. Yeah, he'll have one big game, like and then last, like last year, they'll put him up at like ten thousand every week, and then you can't play like anybody else when you play him. Yeah, crazy. All right, so pretty much no one other than CMC for Carolina, and just about everyone for Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think if you have. Anderson or more, they're probably one of your starting receivers. You have to. I just in outside action like DFS, I'm just kind of staying away from them. Yeah. I uh, I'm looking. I'm hoping Godwin is in because if Godwin's in, I don't have to play DJ Moore. Yeah, I think he's expected to play. So I think he is too. So I'm hoping that stays true, and I don't need to play him. <laughs> you scared of AB? Tom Brady's roommate. Um, I actually think A.B. will hurt Mike Evans' value more than Chris Godwin's, but I could be wrong. 
Um, but I guess we'll see. Uh, they might go back and forth between Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown to help keep Godwin healthy and ease Brown in. So I guess we'll we'll see how that plays out. But ah well, we'll figure it out, I suppose. Yep. How did we get on that game? Um, Godwin. I yes, you did. Moore. Sometimes I forget how we get to where we are. We just kind of go all over the place and just babble. Yeah. Um, how many games are we supposed to be doing? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Thirteen, so seven. We got two more to talk about. Next one is Detroit at Minnesota. Yeah. I uh, picked Minnesota to win with a confidence point of ten. It was looking a lot better when I thought Stafford was going to be out. But Minnesota still has Delvin Cook. So they win. Yeah, he's all they needed last week. Since since Detroit doesn't have their top wide receiver, which probably hurts them a little bit. Yep. I think Marvin Jones could be a good play. TJ Hawkinson. I don't know. Who would you pick? Yeah, I picked Minnesota, too. Uh, seven confidence points. Stafford hasn't practiced all week and won't. And then Galladay's out. Uh, Minnesota has their run game rolling these days. So I think uh, Minnesota wins this one by a touchdown. All right. Obviously, we already talked about it. You're starting uh, Dalvin Cook. Probably going to start Adam Thielen. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think Hawkinson from Detroit should be a good play. Yep. Minnesota's defense isn't great, so Hawkinson, uh, Marvin Jones could be good plays. Yep. Uh, running backs are hard with Detroit. You never know if it's going to be Swift or Peterson. It all depends on the game script, really. Yep. So kind of take your pick and choose. Both these one. teams are just... Incredibly unpredictable. So yeah. Detroit could come yeah. out and win forty nine to six. So unfortunately, that's definitely how these teams go. Yep. Especially with it being a divisional matchup, you just had so much different aspects to pick in these games. Mm-hmm. They get weird. Uh all right, and uh the last game that we will talk about tonight. We'll do the rest tomorrow. Is New York Giants at the DC Sprinkles? Uh, I picked the New York Giants with a confidence point of nine. Wow. Um, well, we beat them last time. I think our defense is playing better than the last time we've seen them. And our offensive line is playing a little bit better from the last meeting we had with them. I know we barely beat them, and we only beat them because they went for two instead of. <laughs> kicking the field goal to tie it. Yeah, that cost me confidence points. I wasn't happy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think we pull this one out, though. I think we get our second win against the team we got our first win against. But we'll see. Was that first win Uh, in the Haskins era? No. I don't remember. Honestly, I don't think it was. No, I think that's what ha- I I want to say. That's when Haskins got benched. 
but now I'm not sure. I can't remember what week it was. I can't remember either. What is it? Kyle Allen is the yeah is the guy. The guy. Um, go ahead with your confidence pick. I'm gonna vet this a little bit and see. Yeah, I picked the sprinkles six confidence points uh, at home. Decent defense. Jones is keeps turning the ball over. So I think he makes their life a little easier, and they win a close game. Um, yeah, McLaurin, I like a little bit. Even though Bradbury's pretty tough, I think he can still put up some numbers this game. So win. Nope. It it was against with Kyle Allen. It was with Allen. Yeah, he had 280 yards, two touchdowns, an interception, and a fumble. All right. Yeah, it was only... Three weeks ago. Yeah, I didn't, man. It seems like it was a long time ago. Four weeks ago, I guess, if you count this week. They played the Giants, then Dallas, then they had the bye, and now they're playing the Giants again. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah, I'm sticking with this pick. That's fine. Sprinkles. I I completely understand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, New York Giants. I did hear something where Golden Tate might be benched this week. Seems like he was talking or something. He liked tweets that said he wants the Giants to cut him or something like that. So Yeah, so I think Sterling Shepard is a good play. Um, Gallman kind of looked decent. Yeah. The DC Sprinkles front line is very good. So only start Gallman if you 100% need to. Yeah. Um, Antonio Gibson on the other side, though, I think he's a good start. The Giants' defense is underrated. Yeah, I think, but they are—they're not world beaters, so you're definitely going to be able to get points. Now they're from they're bend don't break, but they do a, a good enough job of keeping yeah. the offense in the game. I mean, I mean, we had we held the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We almost actually, you know, yeah, almost beat. Them. I didn't talk to so you about I mean, that call. What did you think of that call? The one at the end, I don't like that they threw the flag. I don't like that they picked it up because I thought it was. That's what I mean. I don't like that they picked up the flag. I think it could have been called either way. It's It was one of those plays where, like, you could kind of see both aspects of it. I just, everyone's but like, I, oh, I hit him in the arm. Well, he just, like, tried to run and bulldoze in. He didn't play the ball. And you pick that yeah, flag up, like, I would have lost my, I'm not going to yeah, swear. I but. just, uh... It was one of those plays. I mean, if the ball was thrown at the time it was supposed to be thrown, yeah, yeah, that's, it would it would have been a two point convert. We would have had it. Yeah, when I was watching, I was like screaming, "Look, look!" And yeah, like just... right there. So easy to be a couch quarterback. Yep. Um. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I don't think I actually watched the end of that game because I had to work the next day, so I fell asleep. Ugh, but I I saw the replays and all the controversy about it. And I saw it. Like I said, I feel like it could have been called either way. Right. But if you're going to throw the flag at that point, you call it the way it needed to be. It should have been called. Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't throw the flag, then okay. But you seen it. So you threw the flag. It's almost like the refs had something better to do. And they're like, let's just get out of here. I got I got cards in an hour. I need to get ready for. I'll grab so. a New York pie and play some cards. Yeah, and get on so, with their night. Right. 
Oh, well, though, I mean, that's the nature of football. These refs can't get everything right. Let me rephrase. The refs generally don't get at least half of anything right. That's a fact. <laughs> I wonder if they get uh, paid per flag throw. Nah. Like, I wonder if they're just like, oh, wait a minute. I- I'm lacking a little bit of my flag. Oh, man, there it is. <laughs> it seems like it sometimes... There's some games where those refs are just like every play just tossing that thing. The Bears are the most penalized defense, maybe the most penalized team in the league, so I'm just sick of refs, honestly. (laughs) Saw one person say, get rid of these guys, call back the replacement refs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they were no worse than what we have now, so. Yeah, they're probably cheaper. Sure. (laughs) All right, well, that is our slate of games we are talking about today. Um, We will do the rest tomorrow. I don't know who's actually going to be doing it, but there will be another podcast tomorrow if I just do it myself. I'll be around. I'm not not like those other guys. JJ's in. So the degenerates. Uh, We'll see about the other guys. All right, and I can't close this out until I uh, find my soundboard here. There we go. Anything else, JJ? No, I don't have anything. Alrighty. We're going to drop that. That's the name of the soundbite. <laughs>